0: As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones are recommended and listener discretion is greatly advised.
1: (laughs) woo <laughs>
0: yourselves sells out. Go for
1: it. I'm just saying, if you're gonna be on a white platform where it's predominantly white, predominantly white people go in, joke on white people.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mel
1: Gibson racist ass was sitting right there.
0: He I was mean, right
1: there talking about we don't stand for violence, but y'all stand for racism. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. that man told he told his girlfriend, I hope a pack of niggers rape you. Mm-hmm. That ain't stopped his shine.
2: Mm-mm. Sure hasn't. Oh, some black on black, black slapping
1: shouldn't stop wheels. Fuck it. Violence is never the answer, except when it is. So, and right. and
0: niggas was like, I'm I'm upset that he came up there after he won the award and apologized to everybody, but Chris, nigga, if I hit you, he
1: not. What am I, me. I? meant to hit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I didn't hit you, you harder,
0: my nigga. Like I should have came a a with thing, the overhand I did, and just. Did what I
1: did. Literally, they sitting up here acting like this man got shot. It was an open-hand slap.
0: It was a good open-hand slap, though.
1: Let's be honest. It's it's somebody somewhere in the world right now, a nigga somewhere in the world right now getting slapped in this very moment.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Niggas get slapped every day. And he will live to tell the story another day. And he will live to get slapped again if he don't watch his mouth.
0: (laughs) I mean, and... and, That's a
1: lesson. That is a lesson to be learned.
3: Like, stop playing. playing
1: Have y'all ever seen those videos of them slapping contests? Yep. I feel feel like Will should be in that slapping contest shit because he reared his goddamn hand back and let it fly.
0: And struck true, too. Like, he hit all face. Like, the whole side of the The face just moved.
3: I didn't. See the video, I'm just telling you when my co-workers was, was talking about it. <laughs> oh. I just was in there crying, laughing for five minutes it straight. Was, it was so crazy because it it was it just almost seemed fake
1: in that moment. Yes. So I was always. like, oh my God. <laughs> I watched then it And all I heard I was land, and leave my wife's motherfucking fucking name out your mouth. I was like, Oh, niggas is for real, real.
0: I mean I like that. There's bound there's there's levels, dude. Like Nisha had to stop me from beating up like a 64-year-old man who shoved her when we were leaving out of a New Year's Eve party. Like, why do you have to go out of your way to try and incite violence? Why do you have to go out of your way to try and say something? Why you got to go out of your way to even fix your face to say something about my beloved? Like, yo, and even if she ain't my beloved, why would you fix your face to say something about somebody who you don't need to be in the same universe as? Like, y'all don't even walk in the same circles. Y'all don't live on the same block. Y'all ain't got nothing in common except you know Will. And now you know Will will throw hands.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Will will. Did y'all not
3: listen to You Saw My Blinker? right there.
0: (laughs) That nigga was ready to beat up an old lady in 96. Did you not hear You Saw My Blinker? Like, what exactly are we doing here, Chris? Will Smith.
1: I would like to say that in times like this, you get to see how conservative black people are about romantic mm-hmm. relationships because- Yes. Mm-hmm. For, it's been going on for so long and it was probably, I, I'm pretty sure it was some pent up aggression there, but y'all have made it seem like these are not consensual adults who have agreed to have a non-traditional relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it's been too long. Now, yep. I myself did not like the August Alcina situation. I thought Jada was way too old to be dabbling with him, yes. on top of him being mentally unwell at that moment, but she mm-hmm. got called mm-hmm. out for that. Yep. Rightfully so. However, I don't know why people are so upset that they have an alternative lifestyle. And I that about his wife is years. not worthy
2: of protection when that's what they decided as a couple, and that is still that man's life.
1: Exactly. Black people gotta get out their own way, though because um, open relationships, polyamory, that shit is a lot more common than people would like to think it is. But mm-hmm. so many black people like to keep their head under the cover because it's all rooted in Christianity, honestly, mm-hmm. and patriarchy. Yep, and respect. You are only for one person as a woman because men didn't have all this energy when they found out Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. What they said, oh, if, if she could get cheated on, you hoes can too. They sure that was did. energy. Now y'all acting, now they around here acting like Jada um, is the second coming. Please sit down. Just sit y'all's asses down somewhere. For you get slapped too. Now everybody (laughs) can get slapped. Now that we know that uh, slapping his back being socially acceptable. I I,
0: I was about to say, nigga. It ain't
1: never go out of style for me, but yeah. Nigga,
0: watch me start walking around with the gloves in my back pocket. Just pull the white glove out. Put it on my hand.
1: Light them up.
0: I don't want to get no COVID on my fingers. Just uh, <laughs> getting niggas off the basketball court. Just full face. Just, oh, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know we could do that. And folks are like, he didn't get arrested. Nigga, Chris didn't press charges. He knew what he did was fucked up.
1: That's what I said on Twitter. And I he said apologize. he did press charges because he knew he line stepped and he mm-hmm. accepted his lick
0: mm-hmm yeah
2: apologized
0: like yo you tried it this is literally the definition of fuck around and find out like exactly. you you threw that bait out and you caught a fish that was bigger than you my nigga like charge it to the, the game I'm gonna
1: start shit get hit but my or no? my husband is much like you there, in that I, a lot of times we don't even be going out because if somebody bumped me and don't say excuse me it's hey, probably turning into fight night mm-hmm it's gonna become fight night
0: like you
1: mm-hmm. will be like damn you can't say excuse me and i'm like hey 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 <laughs> no nah, i fuck up. Fucked and that, up
0: no that was that was the post that i saw on facebook like later on in the afternoon before i just stopped looking like jada's in the wrong because she didn't protect will the way will was trying to protect her by saying it's not that big of a deal and it's like but it was sometimes Sometimes was. y'all got to stay out of other people's minds because you don't know what the deal was to her, what she felt, what Will felt. And y'all over here trying to quarter or uh, armchair quarterback this relationship, like, y'all would. First of all, I think the reason why niggas is getting so mad is because niggas is literally cowards. They are
1: cowards would, and they would never be able to sniff it.
0: Exactly. The guy,
1: they keep Will coming back and keep them happy and allows them to get through tough moments in their marriage, they'll never get close to it. Because we're we're talking about niggas who want to be reimbursed for first dates if it don't go well. Man, oh, listen. Fuck reimbursed, they don't want to go, they don't want to pay for
2: first date at all they want to go fucking in a in the park or some shit or sit on the front stoop <sighs> and look at your Netflix and your house or some shit on a first date. Fuck even being reimbursed. I have a a date on
3: Wednesday and so he you know I'm like "Mm, I don't know like the way you talking I'm like I don't understand what do you mean by that like in order for you to get to know somebody you got to spend money Mm -hmm. you have to spend money and like and if you don't want to do that that's fine but know that there are women who expect and they should be treated as such and if you're not willing to do that then let's just move along. So, yeah, it's just you know, it's it's funny to me. No, but like, for real, how, don't men... no penny pinching ass niggas, Okay, Facts. Right, don't, p- don't do
2: that p- to p- yourself. Pinch penny forever. Don't do it.
3: Mm-mm. Yeah, so it's looking like a dub with that, but it's not well, good.
2: Don't be afraid but to not that... show up. <laughs> what is that? Ghost that nigga. Ghost. Don't, don't be, that nigga. be
3: afraid oh, yeah. to not show up. Oh yeah, I, I'm a. Uh... Yeah, I probably won't. My mother show up. in the
1: background talking about because why you'll get your ass whooped for fucking with people.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: my mother don't even like people fucking with my friends, so that's listen. What we had with I ain't heard
3: from him since Friday, so what what that look like to y'all? That's why I'm keeping my options. Continue to keep it rolling. Let's let's roll on to the next, but um. What I wanted to say is and I saw it, it might have been Bree who had tweeted it that everybody choose violence when it comes to being petty or, you know, being catty, but when it comes to actually protecting your significant other, you pussy. So it's just like what is it? Is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, is it's
3: it? a like, a lot of men choose
1: violence in, until until they don't. Like they talk about choosing it. They understand when they choose it. But let somebody else choose violence for a reason they otherwise wouldn't. And it's, oh, my God, he overreacted. Mm-hmm. If I slapped you, I ain't overreact. I did what I felt I needed to do in that moment. And ain't nobody going to do shit about it. Well, then I'll nobody f- even escort Will out the, out the building.
0: Nah, Denzel was like, hey, I'm, I got you, homie. Calm down. I got you. You did right. And, and, and what I find is that niggas are happy with choosing violence until someone else chooses violence for them. And then it's like, wait, wait. This is how we do this now? This this is the classy thing? And it's actually interesting that we're talking about this because this episode of Storytellers <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I did not expect this at all but I'm happy the way it came out um, <clears throat> Welcome to Storytellers My name is Derek um, This is the podcast that shows that anybody can be a storyteller um, Today I am joined by four extremely wonderful talented and brilliant uh women um do beautiful now oh 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 i just thought that was a given i don't i don't i don't i don't know anybody <laughs> who's less than stunning i don't i don't I, all i all i know is stunners like i she let's not even go there i'll get in trouble um but i want to introduce first and foremost anisa Nisa, how you doing today
2: I'm good. All right, how
0: are you doing? You know what? The world keeps spinning. Sometimes I'm hanging on, sometimes I'm walking along, but either way it goes, I'm blessed. I can't ask for much else. Well, there you go. <laughs> Next up, we're joined by Tia. Tia, how you doing?
3: I am amazing. You know, having an amazing day. And just know that I keep an uh, open hand slap in my back pocket, okay?
0: Man. Oh my god, everybody, if y'all have not yet worked on the wrist, like the slap is in the the wrist. Like you gotta you gotta be able to snap that shit here. Like y'all niggas be doing that dance, like don't go underneath, go from the side and just and lean into that shit, my nigga. Like lean into it. Oh my <laughs> god. You could take somebody's whole side of their face off. Like, like this is fucking Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Take their face off. Off. if you just lean into that mother oh my god you know what i said too much next time we're joined by candace what's going on sis how you doing
1: (laughs) i'm good i'm good forgive me if you hear me in the background frying chicken but i had a long work day um but i'm good i'm glad to be here i'm glad to embark on this new concept with you because if nothing else you gonna give us new content always and forever
0: You know what? This morning I came up with another, 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 another idea for a podcast and I'm really thinking about it. It's going to be on Twitter spaces and it's sacrilegious, so don't strike me down already, but I was thinking about when people die and they go to heaven. I was thinking about how funny it would be if Heaven was like a Oprah Winfrey interview where God's just calling people up out the crowd. And he's like, yo, I heard you got hit by a drive-by. What exactly happened? And they're just like, yeah, my nigga, my nigga Carl lit me up. That sort of thing. So I was thinking about doing a podcast called Interviews with God. But I'm still working out the uh, kinks in it. Mostly my mama saying, would the bishop approve you doing that podcast, baby? That's my biggest issue is mama finding it. Because mama always finds my fuck shit. I don't even know how she got on YouTube to find me teaching people how to do the Derek. But she pulled up on me and was like, I saw you pointing at your dick. And I was like, fuck. I got to make my shit private. Shantae knows. (laughs) (laughs) Shantae, how you doing? Oh, I'm chilling. How are you? I love you, Shantae. You smack anybody recently? Of course not. You think about smacking anybody recently? Every day. I love you so much. That's my girl right there. (laughs) That's my nigga. So let me tell everybody out there how this show works. Storytellers is a creation by four people to create one story. And what we do is we draw three cards out of a box. And from those three cards, we have the storyline. The first person who begins the story uh, gets those three cards. Now, how do we choose the order that the people go in? Well, we have a randomizer. So... You know number between one and four and we choose whoever goes first and they start off the story they get the cards they do a segment that's between five and seven minutes long and then they go ahead and pass their segment on over to me which i then edit get the spaces the ums out things of that nature and send over to the next person on the list who continues the story now they finish their segment they send it back to me and that's where it gets interesting because i send their segment and their segment only to the third person So the third person, without ever hearing the very start of the story, has to bring the story to a climax, hearing only the second part of the story. And then I send that climax scene to the last person, who has to end the story without ever hearing how the story began. So the person at the beginning of the story never gets to hear how the story finishes, and the person at the end of the story never gets to hear how the story began. And then I get all the people who created the story together to sit down and listen to it and give each other kudos and flowers and things of that nature. And it's a pretty dope experience overall. Like I said, it's just a way for everybody to see that this is a talent that everybody possesses, storytelling. Like, it's it's a fun gift that I hope more people fall in love with over time. And this episode, um, the story was begun by Anissa, and the cards that we had for this episode were Lightning, Geologist's, And bid for immortality. And the best thing about this show is how organically it turns into classics. Like, that's all I give are just those three cards. And the only thing is, those three cards have to be mentioned somewhere in the first part of the story. That's the only rule. Oh, and no racism, homophobia, transphobia, uh, misogyny, things of that nature. Unless a person who does that shit is getting killed. We're good with that. Um, But that's the only rule and with that we came up with the gem of a story uh and it began with anisa so anisa um before we get well you know what nope we're not even gonna do that we're gonna go ahead and play your part and then afterwards we'll come back to you and see exactly what you were thinking about when this story was put together so with no further ado here's anisa
2: Jody thought about her life and choices as she stared into the darkness around her. She had always tried to be a good person and put good karma into the world, and somehow she still ended up here, in the back of a car, driven by an unknown driver on the way to God knows where. The smooth road had turned into bumps as she struggled to stay upright, despite the fact that her wrists and ankles were bound together. The voice from the front seat occasionally reassured her that she wouldn't be hurt, and she'd eventually be returned to her campus where she was snatched while studying in the science lab, but she wasn't so sure. How the hell did she end up in this situation? Rain began to fall as the car slowed to a stop. Jody's ears perked up as the back door opened up and she was led out of the vehicle to an unknown location. The person moved a little too quickly for her bound ankles, and she tripped but was saved from hitting the ground by the figure at her side. After what seemed like the longest walk ever, she was pushed into a seat, and the blindfold was removed from her eyes. Before her stood a woman and a man who couldn't have been more than five foot five inches tall. He wore a kinset cloth cap over his head and a black sweatsuit. Greetings, queen, he bellowed. Jody stared in confusion. She looked around the room, which was decorated with the unks and pictures of pyramids and sphinxes. There was an open food futon with a laptop. Lightning cracked outside the single window in the room. Where am I? Who are you? Why did you bring me here? Jody asked fearfully. Relax, queen. I mean you no harm. Grand Rising to you. What in the hotel hell is going on here? She wondered to herself. My name is Khalil. I've been watching you for some time now on campus. I need your assistance, and you're the smartest person I know, and I believe you'll be able to assist me, he continued. First of all, you don't know me, and I don't know you. I don't know who you think I am, but you have the wrong person. Please just let me go, and I'll never tell anyone anything. I just need to get out of here. Khalil slightly turned his head to the side. Wow, you really don't remember me, Empress? Jody stared in confusion. Khalil looked familiar to her, but she couldn't figure out why. Her fear clouded her thoughts and made her unable to focus. The woman she knew she had never seen before. I know you're a scientist and I need your help. I've been working on a natural medication based on the teachings of Dr. Sebi so that our people can return to the kings and queens that we once were. And I need you to help me perfect it. Once we've completed this, You, I, and all of our people all over this world will have a bid for immortality and we will rise to our proper place on this planet. Jody squinted her eyes in confusion. The flicker of lightning outside made it so that the screwed up look on her face was clearly visible. Just then, she remembered where she had seen this man before. She had taken an entry-level African-American studies course with him years ago as an elective while an undergrad. Clearly the class and the years of scrolling through Facebook memes substituted as news articles had gotten to him because the African prince and the duolingo for Hotep's and his speech was brand new. She hadn't seen him in years, but clearly he had seen and been watching her. After what seemed like an eternity of silence, all she could think to say was, you kidnapped me to help you with the medication? How am I supposed to help you with the medication? I'm a fucking geologist.
0: Um, again, bid for immortality, geologists, lightning. If you take these words and you do like geologists plus bid for immortality plus lightning, clearly it equals hotepery. Anisa, <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me, please, what, what brilliance you had when you came up with this segment of the story?
2: Okay. So I was stuck for a minute when I got the words because I was like, um, I'm not sure what direction to go in, and I'm not like, I'm not a writer, I'm not a podcaster, and I was. It took me a minute, and so I ran it by my husband, and I told him like, you know, the concept, and I told him the words. He was like, mm, "That sounds like some hotel shit," and I was like, "Bam, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> and then I just took every hotel stereotype I could think of. And then I was able to come up with a story. And it just like about of being short about like being basically stay at home, son with the futon and his place <laughs> on <over> the bed. And <laughs> yeah, and I was just bringing a whole bunch of descriptions and the Facebook memes. And yeah, the doctor set on top. So that's, that's just kind of where that came from.
0: I gotta tell you, the first time I heard two parts, I fell the fuck out. One was the five foot five. I I died. I died immediately. Because the first thing I thought about was that nigga who was like five foot four. I don't remember what his name was, but the one who was like, you could stop your ministration, your cycle, if you eat Oh, I forget what that nigga's name was. I'm old. It goes. It, it was comes like
2: Yada or some shit.
0: Yeah, Yada. That's
2: who I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> and the second thing was Grand Rising. I'm seeing that more and more now, and I don't know how to react to it. Um, because I'm like, it just sounds ashy to me. But it's not ashy people saying it. People have started adopting it, and I'm just like, I don't know how to deal with this. But I think your segment was absolutely wonderful. I think you did a spectacular job, to be completely honest. And I'm extremely pleased by it. Um, Tia, what do what you think?
3: About Anissa's segment? Yes, ma'am. Well, when I... Uh... When I heard it, I was like, ooh, the pressure is on. I am rusty (laughs) (laughs) in both storytelling and as well as writing. You know how the saying goes when you don't utilize gifts often, they get rust on them. Mm -hmm. So I was really dying laughing. I was like, (laughs) how did she come up with such a brilliant concept with this story but I put myself into the mode of the story as if I was Jody to continue on with the story. And I just was thinking about, you know, some of the things that we see on well, we we're mostly on Twitter's the things that we see on Twitter. Sometimes they are factual, like niggas really do be that stupid and uninformed and (laughs) miseducated. But then we also know that people be, they be fraud and online as well. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to incorporate that into the story to continue to have a continuous flow of the story. But yeah, the pressure was on. That's what I say. She she set the bar high. She did, right? (laughs) Like that. Uh,
0: Candace, I know you... I know you didn't even get a chance to hear this part, Candace. So what's your thoughts thus far? Like, does this, without hearing, without us hearing Tia's <laughs> part yet, does this carry over into how your story continued? Or is this the same thing that you saw? Maybe.
1: I don't remember because it was so long ago. I guess that's like one of the good things about this is, like, you have a chance to forget and then see how it comes together. hmm But I might have something in there. About niggas being ain't
0: shit. So I feel like if the story was about unicorns, Pilates, and pancakes, you would have fit something in there about niggas ain't shit. And I would not have been disappointed in the least. To
1: be honest, literally yesterday, me and Mike and Jeremy was talking about the term unicorn. For those of you who don't know what a unicorn is, it's a woman who um, it's like a sexual partner to a married couple, but it's consensual. Like she knows that the couple is married and she plays with them. But I was like, if you're ugly, are you a unicorn or are you Mr. Head, Mr. Ed with a party hat on? <laughs> There's a difference. Not a unicorn. <laughs> oh my god. Hee haw Um <laughs> But this is hilarious cuz I was like, oh my god, I'm sitting here listening like a geologist and I was I'm cracking up. So I can't wait to hear the other <laughs> part cuz I got to know how it play out now.
0: And Shante, to. with you uh closing out the story, did this begin the way you thought it would have?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really thought about how it began, but it is interesting to be at the end and it still feels, thinking about what my part is and thinking about how it started, that it still feels like everybody made it to the end. Like the (laughs) the names didn't change, the concept is is still kind of there. So I think that's interesting. I'm curious what the other two parts are.
0: Well, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get to Tia's part, which is part two.
3: A geologist, a scientist, it's all the same, Queen. Khalil looked at her in confusion. The more Khalil talked, the more Jody understood why she distanced herself from him in undergrad. In addition to Khalil being infiltrated by the endless memes on Facebook, she also remembered that she called him little musty in school. He was always musty by mixing up his own colognes that he made without any knowledge of how to make colognes and by using natural soap that he made in his dorm lab. The more that he talked, she started laughing silently. Her silent laughing ended up being louder and louder and louder. She turned to her left and she looked at him and said, Nigga, are you for real a medicine to give us immortality? Dr. Sebi, I see why I didn't bang with you like that when we was in school. You a weirdo, you always been a weirdo, and you'll always continue to be a weirdo. Khalil, furious with what Jody said to his face, angered him greatly. Listen here, Queen, I'm just trying to look out for us as Black people. Just the way Dr. Sebi does, I'm trying to start a new revolution. Why don't you see what they're doing? Don't you look around you. Now they have us taking all of these different vaccines and things like that. No, no, that's not going to allow us to rise up as black people. What we need to do is come together and come up with this pill to give us immortality. We're going to live forever. We're sun people, deeply melanated in all of our shades. We can withstand anything. Our black skin gives us superpowers. As Khalil continued to go on a rant, Jodi continued to laugh harder and harder and harder. The lady who she couldn't name looked around and said, you know what? Let her go. She isn't down for the revolution. Jodi said, I don't care what y'all plan to do, what you're going to do. I need to go back to my location and you need to be responsible for getting me back to my location a little frustrated that he couldn't get through to Jody, went ahead and ordered her an Uber to take her back to her destination. That was so weird, Jodi said to herself. What was he thinking? Why would he try to enlist me, of all people, to be on this crazy revolution from Dr. Sebi with his twigs and berries and things? Our people really have become so misinformed because of Facebook. And it's not just people in our age group, it's our elders that's infiltrated by Facebook as well. Jody went back to the science lab to finish up her studies and her report for her new class. She also scrolled all of her social media to see if she may still be friends with Khalil or if he had created a thousand million and one Twitter names. So she can get his account suspended again. After all of her digging and searching, she finally found five of his burner accounts. She reported them all and blocked them. Good riddance. I hope that at least one platform taken away from him will stop him from spreading all this misinformation. To you. I love calling niggas musty. I love I, I was calling gonna, niggas stupid.
2: I was going to ask. It's a little musty for me. Like, it was a rap name.
0: I just. That sounds like a rap name while you talking. It's a rap, man.
2: So, so,
0: the part for me was, even though he didn't know how to make cologne, he still made his own homemade cologne. Using its own natural essences and natural soaps. Oh my god. This is going... I don't know if I can say it's going downhill or if it's going <laughs> uphill. <laughs> Either
3: way you it goes. You gotta remember, from, well, with me being from Philly, we got a large population of Muslim men. We got a large population of hotel niggas. Mm. Then we got the black Israelites. Mm. So I had to like mesh all of that really together And think about the times I used to be downtown and they try and sell me some stink ass oils. I hate the I hate oils. They stink to the high heavens. And so just even again, like I said, draw inspiration from Twitter because you have a lot of people who have, especially since uh, us living through this pandemic, just the, the type of misinformation, the black people going to get superpowers like. All that stuff was coming to me, but I was like, I have to keep up with the pacing of the story. So I was just trying to draw things on the fly. Mm -hmm. I didn't even write it down. I just was, you know, just talking on the fly. And like I said, um, yeah, Nisa, she set the bar high. And so I had to like try to keep up and stay up. But I just had to think about in addition to, you know, I think that most niggas is musty anyway that are incels. So I was thinking about all of that, incels, whole tap it was musty. So me just doing that and just laughing, like, that really would get people angry. You laughing in their face, I'm good for it. I am good for doing that. I used to do it all the time. So I just had to just think about, like, if I was Jody in this situation, I would laugh. Like, nigga, take me back to campus. Like, please, stop this. Stop the madness. But, yeah, so – um yeah, it was it was fun. I would I, definitely say that. It was
0: fun. I think you did an amazing job. Um, and knowing that there's there's two different types of storytellers out there. There's some who write the script and then will come back and read it. And there's others who will just kind of... I call it freestyling. You know, like almost improvisation, but definitely freestyling. And it's an art that we have always put just to okay that's a rap thing but no like you can freestyle poetry you can freestyle stories and i think you did an incredible job freestyling this story like it was cohesive it was funny it hit me in a million different places anisa knowing how your story uh began and how it's going are you pleased with the uh, direction the story is headed in
2: i'm very pleased especially knowing that she didn't write it down until i'm very impressed <laughs>
3: Thank you. Yeah, so it it also put me... Derek, you made a great point. It put me back into when I used to be in, you know, poetry groups when I was Mm -hmm. in school. And man, oh man, I'll never forget this one poem. I said the line like, kiss my black ass, you broke ass nigga, drink bleach. Like, I was very upset. Like, I was... Like, before I even came up to do the poem, I was hot as fish grease. Like, I just remembered where he went wrong with disrespecting me. But of course, you know, um, it was like the Greek niggas, they was sitting up front, they thinking that I'm talking about my old work. I said, No, I ain't talking about him. He was like, Yeah, I heard about the poem. I said, I ain't read the poem about you. I was talking about somebody else
0: <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> that was yeah. before the poetry I don't. I I used to do poetry nights, and I would try and freestyle a new one every single night. And I know that they never got them on. on like they, it was never recorded. Which now you look back and you're like, you know what? Some of those were really gems, like Tea the Gym. That's funny. But some of those were really some gems that were being dropped, and they're just lost to like you had to be there for that moment.
3: Y'all I, had to be there, like, and I performed it at University of Delaware. And when I say uproarious, like, it took a while for them to calm down for me to finish the poem. But I was still, like, angry in that moment, like, <laughs> let me finish this. And then I went back and performed it again um, during Omega Psi Phi week. Mm-hmm. And they was like, thank you for your enlightening poem. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. It was definitely a great opportunity. I I thank you for considering me you know for the storytelling podcast
0: you know i have been planning this one for a while and actually i do want to send love and shots out to uh brie who like loved her from a, a long time back back when she was on i call shenanigans she's like family like sister to me um and I was hoping to get her on and have the four of y'all on. Uh but when she had other uh things she had to do, Shantae was kind enough to uh come through and, and close out the story. And so Shantae, I'm gonna ask now, once again, after hearing the first two parts of the story, how's it going leading towards the end of the story?
1: Oh well yeah, it <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the way y'all yeah, the, react, end, the, end
2: is, it. <laughs> the
1: end is like in the wheelhouse of what we just heard, but not really. <laughs> but I think both bo- both both the first two stories are uh re- clearly both of both of y'all can can create, can write, can create a story because they have stuck together because i've been on this a couple of times and sometimes oh it'll go left Mm -hmm. you know you never know what someone will latch on to when they hear someone's uh when they hear their first when they hear the first part and so for the first and the second part to still kind of be you know on the same road yeah and cohesive that's really great yeah, because it Turns- doesn't always work because it doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes you get somebody and they latch onto a character, and then the story goes from a protagonist in the first part to like a completely different protagonist in the yeah. second part. And so, this is still holding, so that's really good. Turns out
0: nothing brings people closer together than hoteps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hotel of Hoteps, hey Candace. Knowing yes. that your part is next, what's your thoughts thus far?
1: Um, it's definitely giving cohesive so far. And I don't remember if I jumped the shark or not.
0: Jesus so. Christ. I heard your part. Like, remember, I've been through this. They they don't know what's coming. Like Tia and Anisa do not know. Okay. Shantae knows.
1: And like I'm, a part of me was gonna go back and listen to my part again because I didn't delete it, but I was mm, like, no mm, let let the wind blow where it may for you in this uh, situation. let me just uh, put it like
0: this. I really thought about putting the the instrumental to ether in the background oh of your segment. Let's just put it like that. I thought oh long God. and hard about it, oh. Oof. Jesus Christ like if
1: I'ma do nothing else I'ma drag somebody
2: even if it's
1: even if it's in a game of telephone
0: across the street across the street and down the block
2: if Candace gonna do nothing else she gonna drag that's why she gets my ten dollars a month on Patreon
0: <laughs> <laughs> So with no further ado oh my gosh um, let's go ahead and get the Candace's segment of the story
1: Jody had become extremely curious about the teachings and the workings of Dr. Sebi. She wondered why somebody Black, a scientist, had never gone behind his work and his research and his claims to determine if there was some validity or if it was completely false. Uh, for the challenge, Jody decided, since nobody else was in the science lab, that she would start doing her research and her digging. She felt like if she could prove that it was all BS that maybe the black community would stop putting so much faith in the teachings of Dr. Sebi. I mean, let's be honest, he couldn't even survive fucking pneumonia. So how can somebody who talks about holistic healing and this, that, and alkaline diets get their ass whipped by pneumonia? Or as our grandparents like to say, pneumonia. Whatever, it's whatever. Anyways, Jody is in the lab. While she's in the lab, her phone starts blowing up. She doesn't understand why, because she hasn't really been on social media. She picks up her phone and opens the app. And there are pictures that she never sent anybody. Not new pictures, but pictures nonetheless. And it was coming from what could have been another one of Khalil's burner accounts. The picture said, I hope it's worth it. Whatever that meant. Was it a threat or what? She had no idea, but she wanted to take it serious. However, not before she continued her research into some of the workings of Dr. Seve, she decided to do some research on his uh, wellness serum. And it seemed like to Jody that not only did, did it not help and heal and help with wellness, that it did the opposite. It, it contained a bunch of chemicals in the formula that was more harmful to the human body than anything else. Jody was elated. She had to finish out her research before she made any big claims or took it to anybody. She wanted to be sure. Jody spent the next six hours rerunning the same test using the same chemicals and ingredients listed in Dr. Sebi's wellness formula. And surely it proved to be a volatile serum that would do harm to the body. With these new findings, Jodi wondered who she could trust to deliver this information. As she's preparing to leave for the night and pack up her research, in walks who? Khalil. Khalil is ready to cause chaos and calamity, she feels. However, Khalil is looking at her and he asks her, did you find what I found? Jody is shocked and confused. What does he mean by, did you find what I found? Had Khalil done some research himself? If he did some research and had the same findings and conclusions as me, why hadn't he said anything? Why was he still championing Dr. Sebi? Nobody knew. She asks Khalil for clarification as she was snapped out of her thoughts with him waving his hand in her face. She asks, what did you find out? He says that I found out that these wellness serums are more harmful than helpful, could do great damage, full of carcinogens. He said, you know, it's, it could kill somebody. Joey says, well, why haven't you said anything? And he says, because it's not time yet. She says, what do you mean it's not time? People are going to get hurt. He says, think about it, Jody." Do you really believe the people who believe in Dr. Sebi and his teachings deserve to walk amongst the living with common sense and know how to use logic? Jody looks at him astonished. She lets out a slight chuckle. <laughs> and she's like, What? Can you repeat that? And plain and simply, Khalil says, Jody, some niggas need to die. <laughs> Jody is astonished. She cannot believe that Khalil knew all along. Finally, Jody looks at Khalil. Khalil looks at Jody. They have a staring match and Jody says, "You're right." So Jody decides that she's uh, she agrees with Khalil that any people who anybody who believes in Dr. Sebi surely deserves to meet their demise using his products and chemicals. Who would have ever thought that Jody and Khalil would have found a common ground amongst the whole tepery, if you will. Oh my God, I am sinister as fuck.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so all of that was off the top of my head. I just was... (laughs) Some niggas deserve to die. And you doctor Sebby Sebi-ass niggas is one. Oh my God. Some
0: niggas
2: gotta
0: go. Oh my God, Asuja. you? As soon as you said, a scientist need to look into it, I was like, holy shit, here we go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And she said, how did he get his ass kicked by pneumonia? I was like, oh, let me buckle
0: (laughs) in. Oh, my God.
1: I am fucking cracking up. Listen, I completely forgot that I, I took it in that direction.
3: I'm glad I did, though. Wow.
0: Oh my God.
3: When you said the pneumonia part was whooping his ass, all I could think about that pneumonia whooped his ass.
0: (laughs) Oh God. So Anissa, how are you liking the way the story is going thus far?
2: You know, not how I picture it, but I love it. Truly. (sighs) I'm over here fucking weak right now.
0: And Tia, how are you doing?
2: <laughs> what
3: Candace's con- contribution to the story shows is that um, a lot of Black people are very gullible, and this is uh, an example of how easily some Black people can get scammed. How mm-hmm. uh, you can think that they, oh yeah, 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 they on my side, they on my side, and then they do a complete one hundred and eighty on you. Now, I mean, if you're not unalived. Um you might end up be really sick, but yeah it's' it's, it's very much giving you know, reality of how people can easily be both scammed and easily influenced um in, in this time and age
0: and Sharante. man I love here
1: a in, here, here in uh Candice's ver- well here in the first two versions and here in Candice's version it's like oh shit, this turned like this was like. <laughs> <laughs> like we we're going someplace else, and so and you know yeah. what it was, though? I was like, okay, so the first like Tia's part stuck out to me, and then so I was like, do I want to stay down this path, or do I just want to hit a sharp turn somewhere and say, Fuck it, we here now? And I was like, you know what, one of the best parts of storytelling is not getting the unexpected. That's one of my favorite things. It's what makes movies amazing. It's what makes, you know, podcasts funny. It's, it's like the unexpected sometimes is is really needed to get you where you need to be. So I was like, "Fuck it, we rolling."
0: I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> just a fan of the whole. I thought we were going to McDonald's. Why are we driving over to shoot Doctor Sebi in the face situation? Right <laughs> there. <laughs> Oh, I love this show so much. Oh, my God. Thank you for giving me such creativity. I promise I will never use it for good. Um, Shantae, we have gotten to your part of the story. Um, Is there anything you want to say, knowing how the whole story goes, before we step into the grand finale? Or, is, I know there's a grand rising. Do they say something when the sun sets? <laughs> like, <laughs> grand ending? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Grand mooning? <laughs> like, where do we go
0: from here? Right. Right. Oh, somebody sent me that text message and they got blocked. Grand rising. Like, mm, 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 mm. Mm, I figure that's not a telemarketer. Enough, right? So, with no further ado, to close out, shante segment.
1: I'm glad you two are in agreement, a voice from behind them said. Jodi and Khalil turned to see Dr. Sebi standing before them. Such fine scientists. It's a shame there aren't more of you, Dr. Sebi said. Nigga, what? You're supposed to be dead, Jodi said. Ah, yes... Well, it seems the wellness serum, the real wellness serum, has given me eternal life. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, Khalil said. Dr. Sebi laughed and sat in a chair at one of the desks in the lab. The serum you studied, that I created, was never meant to save anyone. It was always meant call the herd i'm so tired of these niggers they've been given everything and they squander it dr. seppy said but you're still standing here in front of us ah uh, yes i come with a proposition for you. Only the most gifted minds could realize the true purpose of the serum and let it happen. A fool would go to the press, the shade room, Instagram influencers, TikTok dancers. But you too We're going to let it play out. Dr. Sebi pulled two small vials of pale blue liquid from his jacket pocket. What is that? Khalil asked. Oh, I think you know. Why share it with us? Think of it as a reward for not being an over-sympathetic nigger. You'll get to see what happens when you make good decisions for yourself while fools continue down the path of destruction they're currently on. Dr. Sebi set the vials on the table and stood up. How do we know these aren't some kind of poison to kill us, so we don't tell anyone about your research, Jody asked. You don't, but if you drink this, you can follow me out of this door into a life you've only known in your dreams, a life where your research is heard, a life where
3: who you are
1: isn't a hindrance, but an advantage but I'm just some dead wellness nigger, right? Khalil and Jody stared at the vials. Neither of them could get a read on the other, but it was Jody who took the first step forward. Khalil grabbed her wrist. What are you doing? I'm tired, Khalil. I'm tired of not getting what I want. But then you're just like the other niggas listening to Dr. Sebi. Those niggers are following a dead charlatan, but I'm listening to the man who's alive in front of me. Jody snatched her wrist away from Khalil. She grabbed the vial and poured the contents into her mouth. Why does this taste like Kool-Aid? To help it go down easier. Jody half waited for her body to start to convulse or uncontrollably vomit, but she felt fine. She felt better than fine. She could tell Khalil had a similar thought because he was holding his breath. She grabbed the remaining vial and shoved it into his hands. Drink it, Khalil. Khalil felt afraid, but his curiosity and fear of missing out wouldn't let him, let Jody get something while he was left wondering what if. He poured the vial into his mouth. Nothing terrible happened, and a nagging pain in his knee became non-existent. If you'll follow me, there's a car downstairs waiting for us, Dr. Sebi said. Khalil and Jodi followed Dr. Sebi out of the building to a black SUV with tinted windows. Get in. Khalil and Jodi got in the back while Dr. Sebi got in the passenger seat. "'Ah, oh, Sebi, I thought this would take longer. "'Let's be off, then,' the driver said. "'The car moved down the city street.' "'Where are we going?' Jody asked. "'The airport.' "'But we don't have anything to travel,' Khalil said. "'You don't need anything.' Doctor Seppi said. You are now in the employ of the United States government and head researchers for the nigga elimination project. Welcome to the team.
0: To quote Eric Cartman, god damn it. So bottom line is Doctor Sebi his whole thing was killing niggas and niggas were just blindly following him and drinking the Kool-Aid. I caught that part. I heard that part mindlessly thinking that they were doing something, but they're actually poisoning themselves while strengthening Dr. Se- you know what, Shante? tell me, tell me, let me have it. What was on your mind?
1: I think what, what it was Candace's part where, uh, She was like, you know, these niggas need to die. And so it was just like, okay, well, this is what we're running with. (laughs) But it was, was, you know, because it was like clearly these characters, like these aren't necessary, you know, for him, for Khalil to have said what he said, and then for Jody to be like, damn, you kinda right. It was just like, Okay, well fuck it. Let's let's we're gonna follow this kind of thread. But then it was just like, Okay, what would be a wild thing to kinda happen? And it's just like, Okay, well fuck it. What if what if dr semi ain't dead <laughs> and like you know he faked his death or whatever and here he is and you know the whole thing with them being scientists and and everything it was just like okay well what if you know they're scientists he wants to use them and and then it was just like okay then let's just make it let's just go like full conspiracy theory and make it make him be part of the united states government and, and so here we are <laughs>
0: Dr. Savvy and Church's Chicken are both working together to kill the black man, y'all. <laughs> Ani- Anissa, um you started this story. How'd you like it overall? Um, yeah, so we need to go ahead and
2: like just. You know, put this up on like Handle Unlimited or
0: something
2: because niggas need to hear the story. <laughs> the thing is, half
0: of them wouldn't get it. Did you call me musty? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't. <weren't.
2: laughs> Not
0: at all. Mm-hmm. Tia, the what are your thoughts? Perfect. A1, you're absolutely right. I'm right there with you.
3: Tia? Um, overall, right. bravo for the way that we compiled the story together and the way the Shantae's part ended the story also you know piggybacks off of what I said of how people are so easily influenced by people saying all the right things and they get caught up and it could either cost you your life or it could do really bad harm to your to yourself as well so and I, I loved her her tone and her inflection as she was telling the story I was like wow, why did I think of that? Like, like you know, to really like become a different character and just the differences um, in her voices for each character. It was it was awesome. That was definitely a plot twist between Candace's part and Shantae ending the story. I was not expecting the story to go that way, but mm-hmm. I love how it ended. I, I truly do. Candace?
1: It's a win for me. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought it had all the parts that you like in a good story. Like you you have the beginning and you feel like you know what's gonna happen next. Like you feel like, okay, I can pretty much tell what's gonna happen next because when people listen to this, I guarantee you they feel like, you know, Khalil is gonna start stalking her and bothering her and all this other stuff. Um, whole time you get to Shantae's part, and it's like, oh my god, like so they both so Jody and Khalil, so Jody the dumb one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like after all of that,
0: you still drank the Kool Aid. And there's so many all allegories Kool-Aid. in that statement.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you still like all of the research, the running things over and over again, the calling Khalil mushy, and it turns out. He's got more sense than you do.
0: You know the right path, and, li- and yet you still choose to drink the Kool-Aid is literally bars on top of bars on top of bars. That's the kind of stuff that you will hear niggas talking about in the barber shop while somebody's in the front hawking incense. So, I love this story. I love the way it came together. I played it for my wife like damn near immediately. And, um... So when I tell you we've been waiting a while for this one to play out and for y'all to hear how it came about, I'm so glad that this happened. I'm so glad that this came together. And I'm so, so grateful that y'all were willing and able to join together to make this wonderful tale. Um, Anissa, before we close out, Tell folks about hooked crochet and and, and where they can uh, and what you doing and where they can find you at.
2: Um. So I have a small business that I started. Um. About I want to say almost nine years ago now. When I was pregnant with my son, um, I crochet clothes. Um, pillows, baby stuff, swimwear, pretty much anything. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at H O O K D dot Crochet or at hookedcrochet.com.
0: And I can attest the it's 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 incredible. Matter of fact, I'm looking at my Slytherin scarf right now. Um And, yeah, on another show, we were arguing about how scars are supposed to be worn. I'm going to make sure mine hang down so you can see who I'm repping. Um, Even (laughs) though I don't rep J.K. Rowling, I'm still Slytherin at heart. Um, Tia, go ahead and tell them about your show. Tell them about you. The floor is yours. Tell them where they can find you at. If you want them to find you. If not, I understand wholeheartedly. The floor is yours.
3: Okay. Well, I am co-host to... Three amazing podcasts on the Flawless Noises Media Network. Mm-hmm. I am co-host of The Wind Down with Candace. I am co-host of Love Draw Podcast with Recy Ray. And also, I was one of three co-hosts of The Insecure Experience. We will be back to cover a new show, so look out for that. Awesome. Um, over at Flawless Noises Media, we have a plethora of different podcasts that you can enjoy we really have a lot of everything really and you can you know find shows on our regular feed you can also find our hashtag content behind the patreon you can subscribe at either the blue noise level or the red noise level there will be a new episode of love drought podcast premiering later this week and there will also be our second content for patreon which we will be releasing Next month you can find me on Twitter at T the Gym T-E-E the Gym. You can find me on Instagram at underscore T the Gym. Facebook no. That is family friendly and I would like to keep it that way. Thank you so very much.
0: <laughs> Candace, tell them something about yourself.
3: Um, well,
1: if you know me, you know me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am I am one third of the uh ratchet ramblin's crew where we discuss everything reality tv and some pop culture and i'm the co-founder and the sole owner of flawless noises media network and um if you have a voice and you are black and you are not weird we want to hear from you we want to make space for you because podcasting is a billion dollar industry that as usual white people dominate and try to shut us out of. So we are here. Um, and also um, just a huge shout out to to you, Derek and Shante. Y'all always show love. Y'all look out for us, y'all share our content and we appreciate that. So it was a pleasure to come and do this and absolutely a good time. And yes, yeah, shout out to my baby, Anissa. I wore some of my earrings that she made for me this weekend. While I was in Atlanta, they were a hit, and so and well, T note is I'm gonna see TMA. Oh, she already know I'm gonna see her in May. But yeah, thanks for having me on. You,
0: you knew it was coming. You knew like at some point it, it was gonna happen. It was just a matter of when, not if. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, uh, the Flawless Noises Media Network is. Uh, sibling of the single simulcast network, and it always has been, Absolutely. and it always will be. So, um, last but not least, my beloved sister from another mister, uh, my podcasting one of my podcasting life partners, Shante. Tell them what's happening with you.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm staying black. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, I'm and orange. beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you But uh, yeah, Stan uh, You know, you can catch me On, you know, various Single simulcast shows Like this one, like regular single simulcast Uh, Yeah I I am At Shantae Fabulous on Twitter S-H-A-N-T-A-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S That's across all social media You know that's where you can find me if you want to find me. And it's okay if you don't, because I don't really be talking about shit no way, except K-pop.
0: Whatever. So. <laughs> you drop gems like damn near every three days. I get a tweet. Like, I literally, I don't know how it worked out this way, but I get notifications on your best tweets for the single simulcast account. And I'm just like, yeah, she back at it again. Okay. Wow. Right. Well,
1: I appreciate that. And it's been it's been great hanging out with Tia and Anissa, and of course Candace because Candace, Candace is the homie. So it's and it's great. So it was great to, to meet y'all and, and chop it up with y'all and do this.
3: Mm-hmm. And I found you. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's why we didn't do this last
0: week, because she was out getting uh her, her, her birthday swerve on.
2: Oh period. I just followed yours with her
0: uh shantae i love you forever like I love you too for real for real listeners thank y'all so much for listening again this is storytellers the show that proves that anybody can tell a story um if you're so inclined please leave a review on spotify it only takes like 13 seconds literally um if you have i don't i i still i know that they have it on iPhone now so there's you know any anybody can get it uh you can also leave a review on podchaser copy and paste that in the apple podcast and then copy and paste that in the good pods um the twitter account for storytellers is storytalespin t a l e s p i n um but you can reach me easier at the ratchet book club uh twitter account um And the email address for the show is Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or again on the Good Pods app there is a tip jar. Um, The money that is donated goes solely towards buying books for Ratchet Book Club. Or buying movies for the Hindsight Movie Network. Or buying new shows for the... uh, rtlp podcast network um 916-633-1537 is the voicemail line call in if you have something to say email i have shit to do when i'm at work as y'all heard i will hit you right back um and yeah just thank y'all for listening we greatly appreciate it and also anisa i know you said you're not a podcaster I, i know i know i know i feel you i know but you're gonna be back Because I have another story for y'all. But that's in the future. And I'll tell y'all about it in a bit. Again, listeners, thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. for storytellers was provided by Revolution Void and it's called Someone Else's Memories. You can find it at the Free Music Archive.
2: This is Single Simulcast.